Welcome to the First Incision, a podcast from the Christian Medical Fellowship, where we explore topics at the interface of faith and healthcare that affect our lives as Christians in today's world. I'm your host, Steve Fouch. So we're kicking off by introducing our new chair, uh, Ewan McCrory. Now, we don't often talk a lot about what we do as Christian Medical Fellowship in this podcast, and we don't spend a lot of time talking to the people behind the fellowship. So we thought we'd change that this time and spend a bit of time chatting to Ewan about who he is, what his role as chair means, and why he's excited about taking it on at this time. So here I am with Ewan McCrory. I say here, um, Ewan, obviously you're up in uh, Edinburgh. I'm down here in the wilds of Kent. Good evening, Ewan. And can you tell us just a little bit about who you are and uh, where you live, what you do? Yeah, sure. Well, thanks, Steve. Um, so I, I'm Ewan McCurry. I live in Edinburgh with my wife, Anne, who is a local GP. I am a consultant rheumatologist at one of the hospitals in Edinburgh. And I have uh, been there for um, quite a long time, appointed last century, would you believe? So we have... We have two, two, two children, two girls, both of whom are, have left home, so we are now empty nesters. We go to a uh, large city centre evangelical church in Edinburgh called St Paul's and St George's, and we're involved in various activities there, and we help lead um, one, of the, one of the small groups there. Fantastic. So your own journey of faith how did that come about how did you come to have a, a relationship with god yeah well I, I guess my my journey to faith is going to sound familiar to, to to quite a lot of people um i was born and brought up in a, in a christian home in the west coast of scotland a place called air went to local church uh local youth fellowship there um there i guess there wasn't one light bulb moment as such. But a, a time I remember where a definite commitment to faith was, was when I was baptised at, at the age of um, 16. Um, and I've had an active Christian faith since, since that time. What, what that has looked like has evolved over time, actually. Um, one thing that God has been teaching me or reminding me recently is that uh, he is constantly renewing us. Um, I think I think for a while I kind of made the uh, subconscious assumption that Christian faith was all about us kind of spiritual high and then managing decline after that, hoping it wasn't too too steep a slope. Um, and recently God's been reminding me again that actually he's constantly re- re- renewing us. Um, which which has been fabulous and something we've been cover, covering in church recently, actually. Yeah, that that sense that it's not a one-off event and everything else is a is a sort of a come down afterwards. It, yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. It's, a, it's a lifetime walk. So, yeah. were you involved with CMF then in your student years, or was this a, a did you get connect with CMF later on? Yeah, no, I was involved as a as a student. Um, Anne and I were both undergraduates in Glasgow at the, at the same time, and okay. I, along with um, other people, ran a small medic CMF <coughs> undergraduate group. So I guess I would join when I was an undergraduate, I think. And at that time, um, so there was an active group in Glasgow. At that time, there was a big annual Scottish conference, 
uh, held in Creef, and I remember going on that on many occasions every year. I'm being influenced greatly by the other by the other people that that went along there. In particular, at that time, three of the prominent uh, consultant rheumatologists in in Scotland were uh, Christians, and they actually. I think I think they influenced my thinking to become a rheumatologist. Actually, I remember that that quite quite clearly. And then over the years, we've joined local CMF groups wherever we've been. We've been um, living really. The CMF has been with you pretty much throughout your career. It has actually, yeah, it has. I've been a member for I don't know thirty five years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't quite worked out it was that long, and now I see it, I don't quite believe it. But I think I, I, that's you know roughly how long I've been a member. So you've been, as you said, involved with CMF for thirty-five years. Hmm. Can I now you've you've taken up this role in the last few hmm. months of the chair of CMF? Hmm. Now, not everybody knows what a chair is, apart from, obviously from something you sit in. What <laughs> what, what does a, a chair do in, in in this context what and what does it mean to be the chair of cmf yeah right okay so i'm the chair of the board of trustees of of, of cmf and i, I only recently take, take taken on that role um i joined the board of trustees maybe three and a half years ago mm. and then became the chair about six months ago and the, the, the board as a whole um as a sort of oversight and provides governance for for CMF, and along with CMF staff, we um, plan and agree CMF strategy around the, the central theme of uh, uniting and equipping Christian doctors, nurses, and midwives to live and speak for for Jesus Christ, as it, as it says on their website. So we provide oversight, we provide governance. Um, the the board itself is a mixture of of a folk of different experience, different backgrounds. Most people on on the board, there's maybe 12 to 15 board members have a medical or a nursing background. And it ranges from a student representative uh, through to some board members who have retired from, from clinical practice. So it's a fairly broad range of age and of experience. As the chair of the board, um, I chair the board meetings. Um, I'm also involved with a separate committee uh, that looks at governance, uh, risk and, and strategy for CMF. The chair of the board functions as the, to use the jargon, as the line manager for the CEO of CMF. And in between board meetings, if there's issues arising, then uh, myself and other uh, vice chair and CEO Mark and other um, officers, we, we discuss these issues. But the main role is uh, making sure that the board meetings run fairly efficiently and we get through the agenda set before us, as well as line manager to, to the CMF CEO and uh, troubleshooting such as it is between board meetings. Basically making sure that we don't go off the rails in any sense. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I don't Keeping us on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you for thank you for taking that on, you, and it's much appreciated. You mentioned there about vision and strategy as well. What what mm. what do you see as the vision and strategy uh, now that you've stepped into this role? 
Yeah, well, the sort of tagline at the moment is CMF wider, clearer, closer. Mm. Um, and coming, coming away from board meetings, which can be fairly lengthy affairs, I'm always really encouraged by what's going on at CMF, actually. There's a lot to be excited about. For instance, expansion of the local CMF groups called Catalyst Groups. They've been uh, increasing in number and in their act- activities. Um, a lot of work being done with nurses and midwives, uh, and greatly expanding work there. Developing the pastoral, CMF developing, as you may know, the pastoral support for members, which I think is very, very important. The opportunity to have a, a medical or or nursing ear to chat to when things have gone wrong or when things aren't going well for 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 whatever reason. Um, I mean, obviously we've uh, we all have uh, access to to, um, to to maybe a local church fellowship for that. But I think it's good to also be able to chat through these things with people who are who have been in the same boat or are in a, are in a similar job and know what it's like to. Yeah. To, to practice in, in the NHS today. Um, there's the public policy department, fantastic, difficult job. Issues come up all, all, all the time, a recent one being the um, uh, issue around whether folk who haven't received COVID vaccinations should remain in employment in uh, England, England. I think it will. It doesn't apply in Scotland, but I think in England and, and Wales. Just England at the moment, yeah. It is, yeah. That's a very live issue, difficult yeah. issue. Very, very tricky. Mm. And then things that seem like working globally, um, whether that's um, training um, people who want to work abroad or giving them an insight into what, it work for, what it's like to work short-term abroad or long-term abroad, or training people once they come back to re-enter NHS or to go on short trips um, or, uh, uh, to to teach, for instance. The, and there are things going on, but a whole lot of exciting things. And every time we come away from board meeting, I think, "Wow, you know, there's a lot going on here." Um, so it, it's uh, it's uh, exciting time to be a member of CMF, I think. Yeah, it's certainly from my side of things. I always seem to be. Um hearing news of different activities, things happening with local groups up and down the country and yeah. in other parts of the world. So, so but you're right at the centre of that. I, I just hear I just hear about it afterwards. You're sort of right at the centre of everything that's beginning to sort of coalesce in different parts of CMF and different parts of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And, and I mean, have you seen some of that actually happening on the ground where you are in Edinburgh? Oh, yes, we have a local catalyst group, um, which started a couple, couple of years ago, run by a young a young couple, um, Ed Sayre, and that's been terrific for um, in, encouraging local Christians involved in healthcare. There's a now a Zoom prayer meeting uh, for local CMF members in Southeast Scotland. Okay. Is terrific. Just given the opportunity to to, to pray with a, a handful of other Christians involved in healthcare locally. And how, what the what the CMF in Lothian has looked like has changed a bit over the years. It used to be, um, you know, formal Bible studies every so often. That's changed and evolved into different kinds of meetings. 
they're now, of course, virtual meetings rather than face-to-face meetings. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting thing that's changed, isn't it, in the last two years? We've, we've suddenly got used to the idea of meeting on Zoom rather than having to physically go and yeah, see each other, yeah. which uh-huh. has its, its disadvantages because there's nothing like seeing someone in person, but it has the advantage that if you can't just come in from a really busy day, you can that's sit right. down in front of a computer and pray with a few people rather than having yeah. to get up and go out again, as it were. So, yeah. yeah. You see, you see FEGM was a good example of that. I think traditionally... See, the meeting held, held once a year. Um, yeah. and it didn't get a great turnout pre-COVID, I, I don't think. And then post-COVID, since or post the start pandemic, anyway, since it's being um, on on Zoom, we had I think nine nine hundred people in the last AGM. Yeah, yeah, which is extraordinary and a great encouragement for CMF staff. I'm uh, I'm sure. Uh, it absolutely is because you realise that there are so many members who are fully engaged and active in the, in the life and ministry of CMF. And that 900 only represents a, uh-huh. a, a cross-section of those people, not, not the entirety. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And uh, is there anything else that you, you, you felt you wanted to say about uh, as you step into this role of chair at, at CMF and with everything else that's going on? Well, I think, I think I'd want people to be aware and reminded of of the many aspects of the work of CMF that that goes on uh, both nationally um, and also um, locally with the various uh, small groups, catalyst groups that have been set up. It's a, I mean, I, I would consider a, a vibrant or, organisation that is pushing forward on, on lots of fronts, um, but doing so ever mindful of why we do what we do, really, um, to equip those in healthcare to to, uh, work. Yeah, ever mindful of the fact that we are serving Jesus Christ and that we are looking for his guidance and uh, trying to ensure that our activities are, are in his will. So we're not really interested in doing it for for ourselves or to make the organisation bigger, but we're doing it really to to follow Jesus. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's a great it, point, point to finish on, really. That is what we're here for. And um, I've, you, Ewan, we're so thankful that you've taken on this role of chairing CMF. And as you say, everything ultimately is about jesus and about how we serve him yeah. and how we serve his kingdom and how we serve his people so um thank you for 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 helping to, to steer us through the next couple of years uh, in that role and um uh, and for those who are listening who don't know much about cmf we've got information in the show notes we can point you to all the resources and the information on our website and you can find out a little bit about more about who we are what we do uh, and why we exist so, Ewan, great to talk to you. And, Thank you, Steve. Um, Enjoyed that. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you possibly some, somewhere around the CMF office or one of our conferences in the in the coming year. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, great. God bless and good night. Good night. You have been listening to CMF's First Incision podcast. If you want to know more about CMF, who we are and what we do, then check out our website at www.cmf.org.uk and the links in the show notes to this episode.
If you are new to the podcast and you'd like what you've heard, you can subscribe through all the usual podcast apps and feeds and check out our back catalogue of episodes. But if you can, could you please take a couple of minutes to rate and review the podcast on your chosen app? In addition to being helpful to us, it also helps other people to discover this podcast. So until the next time, stay safe and take care.